there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Support for Armchair and the Saints Happy Hour podcast comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you using on your balls. That's just nasty. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair. All right, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. In lieu of the gambling show, we are doing a hater's guide to week 16 to get you through week 16 is to tell you who to root against, why to root against them, and to just make jokes. And mostly, Andrew, because I looked at the data for the gambling show. You people don't really listen to the gambling show. The live the people on the live stream do. When we did the Haters Guide before, it has like six times the amount of listens as the gambling show. So uh, we're going to do the Haters Guide the last couple of weeks. And it's important because some fans are always asking us in the mentions, right? Who do we need to root for? What do we have to do to get the number one seed? Um, so I think it's important, and the games start tomorrow. Um, they have a big game, Rams at 49ers, and it seems like it's clear-cut San Francisco would get back on the winning track. They, they shit the bet against Atlanta. But, I mean, is it always – ever since the NFC Championship game, I have a hard time rooting for the Rams, even though it benefits the Saints. Like, I just – I hate them so much now. Yeah, I want them buried. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the Rams, they need to win out, and and they need some help. Um, a lot of so, help, like like yeah. meteor teams help, and, and like yeah, people... yeah. But but I mean the the big thing is it's funny because like and we'll talk about the Monday night game a little bit more here in a little bit, but uh, they, they're actually the opposite of us. So we desperately want the Vikings to beat the Packers in that game. And the Rams desperately want the Packers to win because they're in direct competition for that last playoff spot with, with the Vikings. So the Rams need the Vikings to keep losing and they need to keep winning. But at least for now on Saturday, like they're fighting for their playoff lives. So this game means a lot to the Rams. and They're going to try to give the 49ers their best shot in hopes that they can keep their playoff hopes alive. So it should be a competitive game. And, you know, of the three games on Saturday, you know, obviously Texans at Bucks is meaningless to the Saints. Um, Bills at Pats, I mean, that, that, that they're they're fighting for the AFC East lead, and so I'm rooting for the Bills. I, I love watching 
Brady lose. So uh, that's definitely a thing. But, um, but yeah, the only thing that really has direct implications on the Saints is Rams at 49ers, and you want to root for the Rams there. Um, obviously, that makes me feel dirty. I want to take a shower. Uh, but as far as Saturday is concerned, I hate the Rams. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be heartbroken <laughs> if they lost because, again, like I'd love to see them get buried. But I think if you're just purely looking at it in terms of what benefits the Saints the most, right now the 49ers are a wild card, uh, but they do own a tiebreaker over the Saints. And so uh, while they're a wild card, so they're not currently in direct competition with the Saints, if they leapfrog the Seahawks, uh, the Saints need to be a game ahead of them. So that's why you want to see them lose here. And the, the, the upside, you can root for the Rams, but then when Jared Goff shits the bad, and he will because he's not good, you can always comfort yourself and say, well, the Rams are stuck with him for five more years. So that'll be, you know, um, and yeah. he's not, he's like, Jared Goff is just to pay him what they have paid him. And he is the epitome of a system quarterback. Like they'll be, they'll be okay. You know, maybe next year when they, they fix their offensive line and get, you know, do some things. But Jared Goff is never going to be a quarterback where if things aren't right, he's going to elevate things. He's going to elevate them and get them wins. It's just never going to happen. And it's just, it's delightful that they've totally pot committed to him. Um, yeah. Well, I, I don't know that I agree with that, Ralph. I, I think he's still very young. And any time a quarterback has success while they're learning on the job, and that was certainly the case with Ben Roethlisberger, uh, it was certainly the case with Russell Wilson. Like when they first came into the league, neither of those quarterbacks were elite quarterbacks. They were both kind of learning on the job. Mm-hmm. Maybe Ka- Kaepernick was this way too. Now Kaepernick's maybe not as good of an example because, um, you know, obviously his career became what it became. But really, those three are recent examples: Roethlisberger, Wilson, and Kaepernick of quarterbacks that had success early. They were winning. Um, and they weren't playing great football. They were supported by a great run game. They were supported by great defense, uh, and that's what got them into the playoffs. And in Roethlisberger and Wilson's case, you know, they won Super Bowls with that. And now it's the flip kind of script on Roethlisberger and Wilson where, like, as they got better and they got bigger contracts, the team around them started to erode, and they stopped winning Super Bowls. Um, so – um, you know, it's it's one of those things where mm-hmm. I, I think Goff, you know, he he got paid maybe before he got really good, and I think that's the difference is that Goff, it's not that he can't get better, it's not, but like eventually, I just think the roster isn't going to be there to support him, and he's going to have to carry the Rams, and that's the question: Will he make that leap like Roethlisberger and Wilson did? Uh, I, I, I don't, think I don't, he can. But I the thing the thing is though with the one thing I'll say in the with Wilson and Roethlisberger, you never felt like they regressed. Like as Seattle, yeah, Pittsburgh and Seattle weren't asking them to win games, but you never felt like as those rosters were loaded, you never felt like, oh, Russell Wilson, he's he's regressed. Like I look at Goff and I'm like, that dude is regressed and he's like not as accurate as he was. So that's my only concern with him. But yeah. I, I, I hope you're wrong. I hope in three I hope years wrong too. we're still making Jared Goff jokes and, and McVay is uh, not the boy genius. So other games, Seattle, uh, 
you look at it and you're like, hey, it's Seattle and the Cardinals. That's a layup. But then you, you uh, in our you know 9,000 text messages we sent to each other every day, you sent me the Seattle injury report. And let me say, people, if you think the Saints injury report is bad, <laughs> oh, my God, the Seahawks injury report is nothing but sadness and despair if you're a Seahawks fan. It is. It was like 10 players, and it was long, and it was complicated. And I was like, do I have to bet the Cardinals on the money line? Like that, that injury report was extensive. I'm gonna you talk and I'm gonna pull it up. Yeah, it's uh, again like Ralph said, and I think you said it best, Ralph. If, if you're looking at the Saints injury report, and like, a lot of you guys are talking about that right now, like oh, I don't know, like the injuries terrify me. You should look at this report. It would make you feel so much better. I mean, the Seahawks are so banged up. They're so injured. Uh, and it's a lot of key players, a lot of guys that are important to them. So, uh, you know, the Seahawks losing is not the worst thing in the world. I mean, you know, if the Saints went out and the Seahawks went out, we own that tiebreaker. So the Seahawks winning is maybe less of a problem than the 49ers and Packers. But, hey, all three of them can lose, and that's fine too. Yeah, and the, the Seahawks are weird in that they've played so many close games their point differential says they should be like an eight-win team. But on the flip side, the, the Saints' point differential says they should be like a nine-win team. Um, yeah. But the thing is, I but will you say, know, when you have when you have uh, a good kicking game, and the Saints absolutely yeah. have that, and when you have Russell Wilson and the two-minute drill, uh, that's how close point differential, and you're still winning a lot of those games, that's how that happens. Yeah, I would argue well, with the Saints. You know, people would say, "Oh, they've won a ton of close games," and they have. They've won. They, they have won uh, a bunch of close games. But some of their close wins, like Seattle, that's not a one-score win. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta, argue, Atlanta, the second minute. I would argue Jacksonville is really not a one-score win because they melted off the last seven and a half minutes in Jacksonville. Chicago. Yeah, Chicago was a game there. They were dump, dump trubbing Chicago. So those are games that. The mathematical formula puts it all in the computer and spits it out and says, "Oh, the the point differential isn't that great." But really, eh, the Saints yeah, the, the, the Saints the Saints have been awesome this year, like ridiculously awesome at having two or three score leads and then giving up tons of garbage yards and touchdowns <laughs> to make games look closer than they really were. Yeah, and the thing is, it, it just it it warps the stats. But but I'm going to tell you, man, whenever you get in these division games shit gets weird and i just think that seattle game is a is a red flag uh it's one it's one to one to keep on keep an eye on you know the other thing in the nfc is dallas and philadelphia play and they you know and the saints fans probably listen to this like what do i give a shit about that that's going to be the four seat but the thing is if the saints are number one you you know you're locked in and, and I know you said well they they don't, they'll never win but the Saints were went to Seattle in 2010 and were 11 and five and Seattle was seven and nine and the Saints lost so yeah we don't need to get in any details about yeah, what we happened in that we don't game. need to get into detail but Carolina in 20 Carolina in 2014 they were seven eight and one they beat Arizona at home again Arizona had no quarterback but the point the point is like. It's not inconceivable. It's a, yeah, it's a single elimination, and you're playing at home. Like you're playing you at home. Can win that game. Dallas can beat these teams. Like oh. if Dallas plays Minnesota or Dallas play, I guess they would probably play San Francisco, but or or yeah. Seattle. But but they, Dallas is capable of beating those teams. I don't think yeah. they would, but they could. Yeah, and the thing is, 
if it's Dallas or Philadelphia, whoever it is, Dallas or Philadelphia, I guarantee you they're playing Saturday night. They're the Saturday night playoff game on wild card weekend. So if, if it's Philadelphia, it could be 20 degrees and nasty. You know, if Dallas, it could be, they, you know, they, they can pack that stadium, get in 100,000 plus. It could be raucous. And the interesting thing with Dallas is their roster is still really good. Like, I still look at them and I'm like, they're under, I feel like they're, like, Jason Garrett is just not a good coach and they underachieve. Um, so I'm not, sh- I'm not sure what I want in that game because I look at the Eagles, I mean, the Eagles lost to the Dolphins for God's sakes. So, um, I don't know what I want in that game. My, my instinct will probably be just to root against Dallas because that's my default mechanism, but who should I be rooting for in that game? Yeah, I mean, I just think if you look at the last two years and what Dallas' defense has been able to do to the Saints' offense, um, I just I don't know that I want to face them. Like you said, their roster has talent. Uh, for whatever reason, they've played the Saints very well the last two mm-hmm. the last two games, and Saints are really lucky to come out of that one with a win because they kept the Saints out of the end zone. I mean, the Saints won twelve to ten without scoring a touchdown, right? Yeah. So, so I, Dallas scares me. I think. The Saints have been really effective at stopping Ezekiel Elliott twice in a row. They've been really effective at keeping Dak Prescott in check in both of those games. But I just feel like, and I remember this from when the Saints beat Carolina three times in a row in that one year. Like, they did a good job of completely shutting Cam Newton down the first two times they played. And in that playoff game, Cam Newton almost beat the Saints all on his own. I mean, he he, he put his Superman cape on and he, he almost he, pulled it off. I remember in that game, you know, me and you were talking about it because you have a theory of Cam Newton that you're like, I can tell in two series if Cam Newton is on or off and how this game is going to go. And you texted me when he threw that pass that the guy, I forget his name, I think his last name was Bird, and he threw it and it was perfect, and the dude dropped it, and then they missed the field goal. And you were like, I'm officially fucking terrified because Superman Cam Newton's in the building. And that could happen with Dallas and Prescott where I look at Philly yeah. and I'm like, there's no fucking way on God's green earth that beat up secondary. They're not going to be able to cover Michael Thomas. They couldn't do it last year in the playoff game. They won't do it again. So no. give, so yeah. give, give me, give me Philadelphia. I mean, I, I hate the Cowboys anyway, so there's no way I would root <laughs> for them, but, but I, I prefer, I mean, I, you look, I think Saints at home should be both of them, but I would rather play the Eagles. I mean, and the thing is, man, with the Eagles, though, I just, they are bad. They're bad. And I'm I'm curious to see if the home crowd and the raucous atmosphere can, can jumpstart them because I look at them, they're, they're bad. And Carson Wentz, like, I, I don't know if he's not healthy or whatever, but that dude is just, he's not that, he's not that good. Yeah. Like as if, much as people love to rail on Dak Prescott, like, I think he's way better than Carson I mean. Wentz. I mean, I you know, the casual NFL fan or Saints fan would be, like, to me, like, if you, in a vacuum, if you said Drew Brees is retiring and you can have Carson Wentz or Teddy Bridgewater, I think, like, most casual NFL fans and even casual Saints fans would be like, oh, I want Wentz. But I'd be like, fuck no. I want, I want Bridgewater. Like, Carson Wentz being good, that was a long time ago, two years ago, and he is not, he's not even near that level that he was the year they won the Super Bowl and he got got injured. He, yeah, you know. well, it's like the old Drew Brees adage: you're either getting better or you're getting worse. You, know, you never stay in the same. And I feel like Carson Wentz has been getting worse for a while. Yeah, the final game to haters get haters guide to 
to week 16 is, and it, it really, well, I guess in theory, if the Saints would, if the Saints, whether they win or lose, we root for Minnesota either way. But really, truthfully, if the Saints don't beat Tennessee, Monday night's not going to yeah. matter because because right. because Green Bay plays. Big plays. They they play Detroit to wrap up the year, and Detroit is just a dumpster fire. Like they don't have Matt Stafford. They're terrible. They trade. They traded up uh, Diggs to Seattle out of their secondary. Like they just Aaron Rodgers will torch them. So like the Saints have to beat Tennessee. But if the Saints do beat Tennessee, then we get one of my favorite experiences uh, on Saints Twitter. It's when Saints Twitter comes together to watch a game that has playoff implications for the Saints that doesn't involve the Saints. So we don't have the angst and the fighting back and forth of Saints Twitter. We just have this, this everybody comes together and holds hands and we just make jokes about the two teams playing. Um, and I'm really looking forward to that Monday night. And we, we could be doing Saints happy hour as the game's going on so I can drop the breaking news sounder like seven times during the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm really looking forward to that. That's the decision we have to make. Do we, are we going to do the podcast Sunday night? Or are we going to, because of the holidays, or are we going to do it Monday? Uh, I don't know which one is more fun. Uh, I think I might, I might want to do it Monday night so I can play the breaking news center a dozen times. But uh, this game, look, we're all rooting for Minnesota, but can Minnesota actually do this? Yeah, oh, absolutely. They're at home. Uh, it means a lot. I know everyone likes to get on these. I, I never buy into the narratives that much. You know, we're like, oh, Kirk Cousins never does well in this situation. Or, I mean, I've seen Drew Brees. It's it's rare. Like usually he's awesome on Monday night, but I've seen him shit the bed in prime time. I mean, I remember he had that. Granted, it was a Thursday night game, but I remember he had that five interception game in Atlanta yeah. on Thursday night. So like, like I, I just like I, I'm not big on the. This always happens in this situation. I think things are always up in the air, and from they can change. And I I just think Minnesota is playing for. This is a huge game for them. They're playing for their playoff lives. So are the Packers. Those teams know each other so well. The div- division games, and we talked about this with the Saints and the NFC South, but division games are just different. Teams know each other yeah. better, and it comes down to execution. And, uh, you know, I, I just think you're going to see both teams give their best effort. But Minnesota's got a lot of talent, and they're they're scary. I mean, Stephon Diggs, and, um, you know, obviously they're not going to have Dalvin Cook, so that's a big deal. But uh, it's gonna it's going to depend on Kirk Cousins and the kind of game he has. But I just don't think the Packers are that good. Like, they're 11-3. and three. They deserve to be in the playoffs and all that, and they have Aaron Rodgers. But, like, I just don't think at the end of the day the Packers are a better team than the Vikings. Now, Dalvin yeah. Cook may swing the balance, or Aaron Rodgers may have one of those games where he just carries the team. But Aaron Rodgers isn't that good think, this year. He's I absolutely not. think the Vikings can win this game. Yeah, the interesting thing with the Vikings is they've sort of fixed their offensive line issues. And, but their defense has sort of fallen apart, and their secondary is bad. And their, you know, their what's, what's their their corner? I get him confused with the corner for the Dolphins. Is it Xavier Rhodes? Is yeah, the, Xavier. Is, yeah, yeah. He's he's fallen off a cliff, you know. Yeah. And and it's sure. just made it's made their defense that used to be their defense that secondary was just impenetrable. At secondary, suddenly got bad, and it's just it's just weird. Um, but well, is, but it's like it's like you said though. Like none of this matters if the Saints don't win. The yep. Saints have to win, and if they don't win, then 
you, like there was a three seed. So you might as well play Bridgewater in the backups in week 17 because it's not going to matter. The Saints lose, they're the three seed. So if they want a shot at the two seed or the one seed, they have to win out, and it starts Sunday. You've got to get that game. And then if you win, then it's all chips on the table for the Minnesota Vikings for Monday night. Yep. So, everybody, this one's free because of Manscaped at the beginning and my book you like. You only got two more weeks of regular season NFL football. You got to enjoy it because then it's the long, cold off season. So go to my bookie right now. You sign up, you get a hundred percent sign up bonus. You can do in-game betting. You can do props. You can do fantasy football points totals. You can do exotic parlays. You can do multiple sports parlays. You can bet on anything you want. Go to my bookie. Use the code chair. Get a hundred percent sign up bonus. Mybookie.ag. Use the code chair. A hundred percent sign up bonus. My bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, thanks for joining us for the Haters Guide to Week 16. You should sign up, $7 a month uh, for Saints Podcast every day. Have a great sports weekend, and we will see you Monday morning. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure. 
how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.